0: whoa what's what is this everybody this this is a little more supple in your feed for the week this is a very Uh, supple week bursting at the seams we went Well, no, we're very. Su- so if we're supple, I think that means we're not bursting at the seams, but we are, like, kind of. We're filling. We're filling. We're filling, the we're filling that. And they're filling comfy. those jeans. <laughs> very comfortable and sexy amount of fill on a supple voice, I feel like. Uh, I don't know what the fuck has happened. Okay. Um, bonus episode. we went episode. super long with our S- Star Wars episode. Um, and so now we're doing just. A supple suggestion. I said at the beginning, A I was like, we're going to run things.
1: too long with the, the Star Wars talking. Griffin was like, we'll keep it tight. We'll keep it. T-. And then we talked for two hours about Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> Checks
0: out. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, so now we're doing supple suggestions right here in its very own little minisode, because it's our feed. Fuck you. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, yes. alright, it's Supple Suggestions. You love comic books. I love them so much. I do too. Yeah. And you read them, um, which is super cool. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah,
1: well I was saying to Griffin that I feel like, because my, uh, my Supple Suggestions uh, quickly became me talking about all the comics that I've enjoyed the most in the week, and since comics come out every week, and so does this show... I Feel like that could just mm-hmm. kind of become its own little segment within Supple Suggestions, which is so there's Supple Suggestions, and then and then and then there is a mini segment inside Supple Suggestions, which is called Ethan's mm-hmm. Comics Corner, and Comics and Corner are both spelled with a K, uh, so it's kind of it's kind of like uh, like a treehousey kind of like playful. Ethan's Comics Corner. Uh, welcome, kids. Very um, very fun. Very fun. And very cool. And very cool. And so, yeah, in, in my little <laughs> Comics Corner, I'm going to talk about uh, all the comics that I loved the most during the week. Uh, so that you know uh, what you should go check out. Uh, and uh, so, I actually... This, this segment's going to be a little bit longer than it has been the last couple times because I really want to talk about two particular comics with you, Griffin. Um, there, there, right. there, there was a big release this week that we got to talk about, and I'll get to it in just a second. So, just kicking off real quick, Brian Michael Bendis, he's, he's got an issue with Superman this week, Superman number 22, and it's fucking awesome because all of his Superman is fucking awesome. Uh, this issue was really, really good. It was just cutting between this insane fight with Mongol and uh and and lois kind of having to continually deal with these ramifications of the fact that superman has revealed his identity to the world um and so it was a lot of fun it looked great really good um we got another chapter of the uh dc digital first uh tom taylor's deceased hope at world's end uh which that every chapter that has just been phenomenal i don't know how tom taylor does it. Um, and uh, if we were going to interview creators on this show, because I would really like to do that, I was thinking about it. Man, I would love to get Tom mm-hmm. Taylor on here because I'm so fascinated by him. Um, and DC just keeps rolling and rolling. You give Tom Taylor his own little adjacent DC universe and he does the best shit you've ever seen. Um, and oh, yeah. Hope at World's End just continues to be great. It's kind of this side series where it's showing... It and Unkillables are kind of showing where certain characters were during the events of the first deceased or shortly after. Um, and this this, mm-hmm. this chapter this week was showing what's up with Wally West and the other Flashes and what they were doing during the outbreak and where they are now. Um, and it was really, really cool. Uh, really love that. Speaking of digital first, we got another of Mark Russell's Batman Gotham Knights, uh, which was an interesting kind of alt tale of like... So it's, an, it's a Joker origin, specifically the kind where he was a stand-up comedian that was failed, but it's it's a very mm-hmm. quick version of that um, that really focuses on the stand-up comedy aspect. And it was super weird and interesting, and it was funny because it starts off with saying, hey, this isn't the Joker's real origin, this is just an idea for what would be interesting if it was. Um, and in that, it was an interesting idea. Um, so that that was super cool. 89 cents. Check it out if you want to. Um and does he dance
0: to rock and roll part two Oh, he doesn't
1: he doesn't uh i like that movie um then we got uh tom king and mitch jareds and uh evan shaner evan doc shaner's strange adventures number two have you heard of strange adventures yet have you seen that coming out strange yeah we talked about we talked to Tom King <laughs> yeah i i didn't remember if you had specifically had any experience with that first issue cuz it is kind of the spiritual successor to his fucking blockbuster fucking Mr. Miracle series uh
0: yeah i haven't been able to read his Mr. Miracle i would love to yeah um but i did read strange adventures And it was super dope. Yeah, when it, holy fuck, the art. Yeah, yeah. When it
1: comes to Mr. (laughs) Miracle, I don't think the hype is too much. Mr. Miracle is one of the best comics uh and like of the decade probably and strange adventures Mm -hmm. the first issue i was like really interested but i wasn't incredibly hooked just yet but the second issue really got me there it's really fantastic and phenomenal and it has a really cool usage of mr terrific which is a character that i've never cared that much about um but it made Mm -hmm. him really cool and interesting and again the art is fucking insane just so good um so good such good stuff there uh, and then and then adjacent to the biggest release this week, I, the the two kind of top things that happened this week, in my opinion, were Death Metal number one and Young Justice uh, number 15. Uh, these it was super interesting to me that these came out in the same week. I, I'm fascinated to talk to you about this because DC, right? They are constantly, addressing their universe and their multiverse and their continuity right because they you know they unlike marvel have had so many reboots and crises and everything um and they're constantly like like okay well the new 52 was because of dr manhattan and and like and kind of explaining why it all happens how it all happens each crisis has to explain why they're rebooting and how the universe is being retooled they're very yes, like yeah. self-conscious and very meta about all of it, and mm-hmm. Doomsday Clock especially was just super meta, where Doctor Manhattan found the DC universe and then remade it in his own image, and that's why we got a grimmer New Fifty Two um, and mm-hmm. So, just you know, that's just been a real pattern for DC lately, uh, and this week is no mm-hmm. fucking exception because <laughs> Young Justice, Damn, right. Young Justice number fifteen comes out. This is another Brian Michael Bendis comic and we got Superboy and Kid Flash and and all the teen superheroes. And essentially what they've been doing in the past story arc, this most recent story arc is kind of taking down Star Labs because Star Labs has been up to all kinds of shady shit. And it culminates into this issue where they kind of they kind of find out that the DC universe has been rebooted many, many times. And so Kid Flash kind of explains to all of these teen heroes, because like none of them could remember Superboy, except some of them could. And, they, and then some of them have memories of different lives, where they have different relationships and stuff. And so Kid Flash is like, yeah, look, I was looking at this data, and it seems that our universe runs into these crisis points where then we, we we kind of reboot and like our histories change and shit. And then they're all, you know, this it's because it's Bendis, it's written very human and conversationally. So they're all kind of yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the yeah. fuck? That's crazy. Like, what does that mean? Like, is my mom mm-hmm. the same mom? Like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so they're all kind of dealing with that. And then it leaves on this cliffhanger of Kid Flash. Maybe his life has been affected in some really shit ways. Um, and, and, and so that was a really interesting kind of brief, you know, surface level examination of what's been going on with all the reboots and, uh, retoolings and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we get death metal, right? Now death Mm -hmm. metal Mm -hmm. is obviously the biggest release of this week and, and of, you know, since we've gotten comics started back up probably, um, because dark, dark Knight's metal was a, a huge deal when it came out. Uh, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo back together for this big crazy event styled after metal music and and everything and this is the highly anticipated sequel um and i i I wasn't the biggest fan of metal it's not like it was bad or anything but it's not like something that super appeals to me i did really like this first issue i found it really cool but i also found it really crazy under the hood as far as what's going on here i have i have an article pulled up that explains this a lot more succinctly than i can uh, so the, the book, the spoilers for, for death metal here. Okay. I, cause I got to talk to you about this. So, you know, it, it, Scott Snyder's Justice League run ended with the Justice League. They lost against Perpetua. Everything's terrible. And then they go through this doorway into some other dimension where they're going to go face her again. Right. And then death metal begins with the DCU has been completely Changed and rewritten, and there's a map, and it says the DCU, and it's like, Yes, that DCU. And it's made up of wow. Arkham Wastelands, Castle Bat, themascara Megapocalypse, uh, the Hellscape, all of these things. And so, it's you know, it sounds dope, it <laughs> is. And also, the title page says Death Metal and Anti Crisis, uh, That's which ridiculous. is very, which is a very bold thing to begin with. And it says, Part One, It All Matters. Um, and Scott Snyder's always saying that, like, you know, this thing is going to tie everything together, and he said that with Metal especially, is, like, this not only is, like, a culmination of my runs with Greg Capullo on Batman and everything in Justice League, but also it's a culmination of the whole DC universe, right? Um... And so I'm Yeah, so I'm going to grab some bits from this article. So the article says the anti it's IGN says the anti-crisis how dark knights death metal ties together 80 years of DC history. So <laughs> It says, DC readers can be forgiven for having a hard time making sense of the company's current superhero universe. And then they talk about how Dr. Manhattan's affected things, and there was reboot, uh, Rebirth. And then it says, with Death Metal, Snyder and Capullo are finally following up on that cliffhanger while also attempting to tie these events into the larger history of the DC multiverse and the past crisis events. Um, and then uh, Wally West lays out in, the, in this book how this has all gone down, uh, and why and essentially we see all of the reboots that dc has ever gone through we see zero hour we see crisis on infinite earths we see infinite crisis we see final crisis all of these things are laid out um and 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 so like it's it's showing each of those individual crisis and how they're all one thing yeah. they're all tied together by perpetua right so mm-hmm. uh to read an excerpt from this it says all right to understand the past for the path forward you must understand the past I've traveled this multiverse as other flashes before me and what I've learned is that all power in our reality gathers around two poles the every positive energy in our universe the speed force the emotional spectrum the forces of justice they are in essence connective they link us together and to our past at the other pole the opposing power rages I uh, I have come to call it crisis energy anti-life chaos magic the forces of doom all the power that disrupts that uh, takes instead of of gives power based in selfishness greed predation so we find out that perpetua created the dc universe right she is the beginning of the dc universe and she built the dc universe with crisis energy so the dc universe from the very beginning is like a negative energy universe um, because she <laughs> she Griffin's okay. face. She built it with crisis energy so that it would always be kind of eating itself and rebooting and 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 mm-hmm. whatever. Um because that like feeds her crisis energy and whatever. Maybe I'm misrepresenting yeah, that. Yeah. And so but she was locked up in the source wall by whoever the fuck and From the source wall she was manipulating all of these people like the Anti-Monitor and Superboy Prime uh, and Parallax and everything uh, and Darkseid to reboot the universe because that gives her power I guess uh okay. and uh and then and then now it's the batman who laughs and him you know and and all the metal shit she she's responsible for all of that and so you see like perpetua's eyes hovering over everything because it turns out she's behind every crisis there's ever been um and Hello? uh including this most recent one uh and i think that's fucking bananas that's crazy like the way that that's snyder huge. has like put everything in into the context of metal, I think that that's wild, mm-hmm. and like, and it really—it's fascinating to me when a creator does that. Of like, Dan Slott does this too. He'll like, he'll kind of go back into the history of Spider-Man, right? And then like, and like, be like, well, this is part of the story that I'm telling. Like, even Peter's teen moments are part of the story that I'm yeah. telling. So it's kind of a writer putting a, their stamp on every part of the. And in this in this case the scott snyder putting his stamp on like a hundred fucking years of the dc universe
0: yes yes uh every book so
1: he's reckoned <laughs> ever everything that's ever happened in mm-hmm. the entire dc mm-hmm. universe um and balls yeah uh and then as i've said spoilers of course for death metal the batman who laughs finally fucking kicks it uh wonder woman kills him with her invisible invisible chainsaw of truth um very dope very dope very dope uh And I found that fascinating that this came out simultaneously with that young justice issue, because you get like Bendis Mm -hmm. just kind of like having people talk about the fact that the DC universe has been rebooted so many times and how that's crazy. And then Scott Snyder kind of like throwing it out there that like, But also, Perpetua is behind all of those. And the reason she's behind all of those is because there's justice energy and crisis energy. And so the universe is constantly pushing and pulling between those two energies. And reboots are Perpetua making the universe eat itself because that feeds her crisis energy. And and so it's just like a lot of DC fucking continuity fuckery happening this week um, as far as just how their universe works. Um, and I, and it's interesting to me that that's all of the major narratives coming out of DC right now, as far as Doomsday Clock and now Death Metal, like they're all about mm-hmm. the meta universe. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, as somebody who's not really keeping up with this, impressions, thoughts. <laughs> Good
0: lord, I mean that feels huge. Yeah. Um, and like I I just said balls. Yeah. That is crazy. It is crazy. Just like kind of walk in there and say all right well this is it this is how it this is how it all happened yeah uh i'm gonna go ahead and just explain all of this shit hope everybody's cool with that (laughs) (laughs) that that is pretty nuts i love the narrative the the meta stuff going on around it Mm -hmm. like you saying uh talk talking about young justice and i first off i wasn't even sure doomsday clock was still happening no doomsday clock has ended it has ended ended. yeah okay okay that's what i thought um i was pretty positive about that
1: but but that was like their last biggest storyline and then now this one yeah. yeah so
0: they keep just they keep just kind of coming back and talking about it because i feel like it's a you were talking about it at the beginning there that dc that's kind of their whole thing and marvel can kind of sit back and still say like, well we've never like we've never like officially yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say Secret Wars you know.
1: is, but but you it know, pretty whatever. Much it pretty much is. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but DC, of course, is they've just done it. Yeah. They've just done it a, a whole bunch of times. And I feel like that's kind of uh, a big difference that some comics fans will draw between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think there's any wrong or right way to go about it. I think you can do a reboot. I think you can try and keep strong with continuity. I really don't think it matters one way or another. Um, As long as the stories are good, that's all anybody should give a shit about. Um, But it's interesting that clearly Scott Snyder is very obsessed with that sort of idea of like, well, there needs to be some sort of like narrative explanation or... A sense of perfection and order. see I think Jeff. I think Jeff Johns too. Thing. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. Snyder and Jeff mm-hmm. Johns. They're both. They 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 need it. Mm-hmm. They need the explanation behind all of it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's like a bad thing at all. I'm just interested. No. in it. I'm fascinated Absolutely by not.
0: it. Yeah, that 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 that's the story that they uh, decide to tell. And d- uh, like you you're talking about it. Death metal sounds fucking sweet. It is really cool. <laughs> um, I like the
1: first issue a lot. So I'm looking forward to the rest for sure.
0: Hell yeah. So that's, I I would say that, is that it's mostly just interesting to see that that is just something that I guess some of these head creatives at DC are concerned with. And Marvel creatives, not less so because they haven't done it, but just in general, clearly Marvel... Is just like continuity's continuity is yeah. continuity and then we're just going to keep trucking. Yeah. Except for when we do secret wars. Right. Yeah.
1: And Marvel <laughs> kind of changes things as they go. I feel like they'll, they'll kind yeah. of within one character's book, they'll kind of shift things up or switch things. Like, you know, there'll be a one more day or whatever in Spider-Man's books, which is a reboot of Spider-Man essentially. Um, pretty much. Yeah. But, but they won't do like a line wide thing necessarily. Just a lot of initiatives like Marvel now and, and, and totally. Yeah. Um, I, I I one of the most interesting points about it to me is the is that crisis energy apparently is an energy that uh is very selfish and about the here and now like like if you if you're a creature of crisis energy like perpetua you're like I am me and I am now and I'm all there is and so crisis energy kind of throws away legacy in the past and so that's why in reboots we lose Mm -hmm. characters like wally west so it's like this explanation of like when people are mad about characters they like disappearing it's because of crisis Mm -hmm. energy and perpetua and because like it it wants to get rid of these characters and i I think that that's that's that part's really funny to me because it's just like that's Mm -hmm. very like um that that feels like the dr manhattan thing in doomsday clock of kind of like uh well it's not like our fault it's like the it's like the character's yeah, fault yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh which is interesting because
0: yeah then it's kind of taking some sort of weight some sort of burden off of the creators that decided to make those yeah. decisions because maybe they angered fans or whatever yeah. and
1: man that's weird. it's putting it on a villain it's dr <laughs> manhattan or perpetua that the, they got rid of exactly, wally west exactly yeah that's fascinating that is
0: that is interesting um I don't know, like, you know, this idea of there's just two competing energies in the universe. Yeah. Uh, and and one of these energies, I guess, has the capability to just change shit. Yeah, all the, all and that's kind of been all
1: of Scott Snyder's run is this push between justice and doom, like where the universe is aligning, aligning and whatever. Um, so, yeah. It, it's it's
0: I think it's obvious, obviously like a case of building an explanation around all of these pieces instead of using these pieces to explain it. Yeah, obviously. And so less interesting. And maybe like, obviously we sit here and go like, okay, well you clearly just like <laughs> gathered all the reboots and built a fence around it and called it perpetua. Um, and I think it's interesting from a creative standpoint. I, it, it's that, fascinating. That's what yeah. they want to explore. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I love the concept, but I also haven't read the book, yeah. so I can't really say. And
1: I, I don't know how it'll, how it'll play out and, and what it leads to because we, we don't know what mm-hmm. a final conflict with Perpetua looks like. I mean, if she created the DC Universe and she's behind all the reboots, what is defeating her do? I don't know. Because like they've faced her a couple times in the Justice League series, but always lost. So it's uh, you would hope death metal would be where they finally fucking get a, a leg up on her. Um, so I, I don't know I don't know what that means or where that goes, but it's gonna be fascinating to watch. And I, that's part of why comics are so fat. No other medium gets that fucking weird and meta with their fucking <laughs> storytelling. Like comics are so oh, are so obsessed with addressing comics uh, and, and and how they work and how they come out and how people feel about them. Um, well, I think it's because that is a lot of comic fandom too yeah we have
0: a lot of fans that are really detail oriented and stuff because they follow something for decades and decades right. and obviously it gets convoluted you've got a whole bunch of different writers coming in there right. and stuff and different initiatives and reboots and whatever and so they like to keep things straight of course um because Stuff is all over the place yeah. in comics because that's the nature of it. It's super serialized with different creative teams coming in and out constantly. And also, like, like, I don't it's think it's gonna there, be a mess. Yeah, and I, I don't
1: <laughs> think there are really that many casual comics fans. I think it's hard to be a casual comics fan. You know what I mean? Like with mm-hmm. like with movies, like there's certainly like millions of like most of a box office earning is. Casual moviegoers, they just want to go see a certain movie. Yeah. But with comics, like you got to know what you're looking for and where and where it is and where it's at and whatever. Like, and so, like I think because you have to be a quite an involved fan to to be into comics you're gonna be incredibly Mm -hmm. passionate about it and then and and like comics fans are also very specific about following certain creators and 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 so they know all the people's names and 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 like maybe people don't know directors and producers and and cinematographers names as much as comic fans would know like like an artist's name or a writer's name and whatever so i think that that's probably part of why these companies when they put stuff out every week so quickly to 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 response like, then they have to mm-hmm. kind of... Yeah, they want to address how people feel about it and how it's received. And 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 uh, it's just fascinating, man. Comics are crazy. <laughs> no, totally. And
0: I... You know, some people, I think, fall into the trap, of course, of then deciding that a specific moment or creative team or era of a character yeah. is, like, the definitive version right. of that. And their version of that. And... That is just not what comics is about. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Comics is about... And so, coming back to this idea of, should we go back and explain all this continuity stuff and everything? For me, that's like, it's not important. Yeah, Um, yeah. Trying to explain what matters is what we're getting out of it. But also clearly that's a huge part of comics fandom like we've just been talking about is wanting to have everything straight yeah um and that's fine and that's cool and clearly that's what snyder's doing here and uh it's interesting to see and i can't wait to see how it unfolds
1: yeah absolutely i uh, man fucking amazing work to the artists in this book especially we because the colors are uh, FCO, in parentheses, Fixer, Placentia. I hope I'm saying that right. And particularly the colors mm-hmm. in this book are just off the wall. It, it looks beautiful. Nice. Um, so for anybody that finds that interesting, go check it out. Although I'm sure if you're a comics reader, you're already checking it out because it's a huge deal. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to really be something to watch, man. Like Not even just within its own story, but just for what it means for DC and, and comics. Um Uh, because big stuff's happening there um but yeah that concludes ethan's comics corner with a k uh griffin do you have a suggestion
0: (laughs) oh god i had suggestions and they were in my brain and then i fucking went to work and came back and was tired and i do not remember what the hell Well, well, i'm glad we did a bonus
1: suggestions episode (laughs)
0: bonus suggestions only episode Fuck it. The Supple Suggestions is also me just talking about little things that I want to talk about yeah. that maybe we won't do a whole episode. Yeah. On. Um. First, you should all watch, everybody who hasn't, please go watch Tartakovsky's Clone Wars Ooh. Uh, from 2003. It's the fucking coolest. I've been watching it and thinking about it a lot lately. It's crazy because... that those were just supposed to be like toy commercials. They were basically just little toy commercials, but also they were canon. Yeah, right. And also, it was done by Tartakovsky. Of course, if you don't know who that is, that is the man who brought you Samurai Jack, um, definitive show of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Not the definitive, but one of the one of the defining shows mm-hmm. of my childhood mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and these Star Wars uh, shorts that pretty much combine into. A sync two hour long movies that more or less combine into a two hour long movie. Right. Like last time I did a Star Wars like watch through. First time actually I did it all the way through with Episode nine included. Uh, I slipped Tartakovsky's Clone Wars right in between Episodes two and three, and because uh, it's nice and succinct. Yeah. And it's super fun because it's all where of course Clone Wars. Um. As we know it, the animated series, the CG series, the Filoni series, uh, is so much about we, we got so much lore we're delving into, so many different little characters and side adventures and stuff, and uh, that's dope. Uh, Tartakovsky's Clone Wars is just like, let's just kind of bounce around, let's do some dope action, yeah. um, and that's going to be the main focus. There's entire action sequences without a single line of dialogue, because it all is just, it's so focused on the visual storytelling stuff. Um, that it do- it just doesn't even need to be concerned I'm gonna
1: be anything. I'm gonna be Twitter here for a second you can only keep Tartakovsky's, Tartakovsky's or feloni's clone Wars which one see this has recently
0: become more complicated because season seven was pretty different yeah right um, but before season seven I probably still would have said tartakovsky the one thing that I am really missing in that is Darth maul yeah mm. um, I love me some Darth Maul, I love what they did with them in in Filoni's stuff, but the Tartakovsky stuff was so succinct and badass, and it's kind of hilarious, because it's like the exact opposite of what the prequels actually are, (laughs) because the prequels are very, like, George is not very concerned with, um, like, that sort of exciting visual storytelling and stuff, and J.J. Abrams is, uh, and that's why fucking force awakens and rise of skywalker they're moving like non-stop and the action sequences are crazy and george is so like shooting on a green screen you know fucking warehouse is just like it doesn't even know what it's gonna look like in the end so he's just sitting back and shooting the movie and there's a lot of you know uh talking in the prequels uh because there's a lot of information that needs to go around uh, but in this little Clone Wars animated series, it's just like, fuck it. Let's, how about if the clones just r- don't talk? Ever, almost. <laughs> and uh, what if Mace Windu be- beat up a whole like fucking army of droids and didn't say a goddamn word? <laughs> and, uh, That's a good bit. Punched the shit out of them. Great bit. Uh, and I think it does a really great job of capturing Obi-Wan and Anakin as they actually... Are I think in Attack of the Clones because Anakin in particular in Filoni's Clone Wars gets a little bit of a, a little character overhaul for that animated series. I don't th- th- I wouldn't say the performance at least lines up with uh with Hayden Christensen's. It's two different tones. I like them both. Mm-hmm. I think they both work. Um, and I think it's fine that they switch it up for the animated series. It's much longer. A Hayden Christensen esque performance for seven seasons of TV <laughs> might be a bit much, but. But down to the voice acting, the Anakin and Obi-Wan of Tartakovsky's, the, oh, the Obi-Wan of which is James Arnold Taylor from Filoni's Clone Wars as well, um, they just, they sound like them. I feel like they kind of interact like them yeah. in the movies, and so it's a lot easier to sort of sink in and see that transition from two to three. Um, I'm bringing this up, of course, because we just did the Star Wars episode. You just and so can't get enough Star Wars. I can't get enough Star Wars, I gotta keep recommending cool Star Wars stuff to people. I'm sure a lot of folks have seen it. If you haven't, it's all on YouTube. You can just Google Clone Wars 2003 and it should be there. I recommend you buy it and support it. Uh, There was actually something, they interviewed Tartakovsky about it back in January of this year. uh, I think on the precipice of um, Clone Wars Season 7 and they were like, what do you think about all that just getting wiped? And he's like, man... You know, it kind of sucks because we, like, worked really closely with George on it and we, like, you know, that was, like, the first time we were getting to dig into the Clone Wars stuff and a lot of people liked it, but I guess not.
1: What? Um, No! That's it. What does it matter what's canon? It still exists.
0: (laughs) It still exists, but it was wiped from canon. The only thing that, Um, that
1: matters about it being canon is that I fucking want Scourge brought back. Scourge is or is it dope. dirge? You know what else is dope? Is it Scourge or dirge? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Scourge or dirge, folks. <laughs> well, this will be a weekly segment. Uh, is it Scourge or dirge? Uh, where we try to get to the bottom of whether the tentacle monster from Tartakovsky's Clone Wars is in fact named Scourge or dirge. <laughs> uh,
0: this week. it's dirt oh. <laughs> he's so cool <laughs> dirge is dope yeah um anakin fighting asajj Ventress on yavin dope <laughs> yeah that's good uh it's, it's i i don't know what else to they even ex- they go out of their way to explain general grievous's cough come on what yeah. more do you want yeah what more do you want and it leads
1: right into revenge of the sith it's perfect yeah I was hoping Clone Wars would do that. The the Felony one. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know why but I was always thinking that it would do that same thing of ending with them taking off in their ships uh for the Palpatine that rescue. That would have been
0: cool. Instead of leading into Revenge of the Sith they were like fuck it we're overlapping. With of the we're going into that shit. Oh that was fucking sweet. That was pretty cool. Anyway, check it out Star Wars Clone Wars from 2003 that's uh that's some good stuff that's some prime prequel memories for me right there sitting down with uh uh that star wars serial that they would put out when the star wars movies are coming out and it's like little yoda head marshmallows and little lightsaber marshmallows or something that's cool that is cool i like that memory Ethan, you got another suggestion?
1: Uh, yeah, I uh, so yesterday The Last of Us Part 2 came out. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's a little game on the yeah. PlayStation 4. I
0: have heard about it. Uh,
1: and uh, everybody was going insane. I heard everybody at my job talking about it. Uh, and The Last of Us 1 is, of course, one of my favorite video games ever. Uh, and that's not a hot take at all. It's considered one of the best of all time. Uh, and it's probably yeah. the best, like, story in a video game i've ever experienced um but uh i so i i was fucking late to work yesterday making sure i got a copy of last last of us two that's how not that's, that's where my priorities lied um but uh i haven't started it yet because my fiance has not seen uh has not played or seen the first one and so i'm doing a quick playthrough of the first one and she's watching it like a movie uh, and that's been really fun. So uh, I'm painfully just... I just have Last of Us Part 2 sitting on the shelf just waiting for me. But I'm over halfway wow. done. I'm over halfway done with the first one. And we just started it like yesterday. So... Uh, it's it's sitting there, it's waiting for me, and I cannot wait for it. I'm sure it's incredible, but I certainly recommend The Last of Us 1 because it holds up so fucking well. Uh, that game is crazy, uh, just how good it still looks, even though it's a remastered PS3 game, how good the storytelling <laughs> is, The like that's where storytelling and video games really took off as far as like telling a story while you're able to have the characters walking around and talking and bantering and, and then having these action set pieces and then letting it kind of slow down for certain cutscenes and whatever. It, it is just, it feels like a movie that you get to ex- like firsthand experience the most intense parts of it and everything. Um, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you haven't played The Last of Us 1, you probably have. Fucking do it. And uh, I'll just go ahead and pre-recommend The Last of Us Part 2 because I'm sure it's... I saw it's getting review-bombed because uh, there's a bunch of people out there saying that there's SJW bullshit in it. Uh, So... And and listen, you know me, Griffin. I'm an SJW cuck shill soy boy, so I'm sure I'm going to love that stuff. Um, (laughs) But... uh, But yeah, no, I'm trying to avoid seeing anything about it, but I saw that. But yeah, fuck, I can't wait for two.
0: I've heard the mechanics and, like, the sort of, like, game design down to, like, the menus and everything in that game are, like, what really, like, make that whole Yeah, because I've
1: been telling my fiancé that I fucking hate crafting in games. Like, it makes me want to kill myself. Mm -hmm. I I would never, I can't play, like, a Minecraft where I have to, like, craft a bunch of shit. No fucking way. But Last of Us, Last of Us makes the crafting so, like, simple and intuitive and like important to where you're just you're just on the go just fucking putting little weapons together fucking like like upgrading your weapons as fast as you can grabbing little parts that you need and crafting little medical kits and whatever and it all feels pretty realistic and and whatever so it's it yeah it man like on a story level that's like what puts the crown on its head but like everything else is also just top notch in that first game um and it feels like how do you follow up on it like genuinely I don't know how you do a sequel. I didn't think they ever would do a sequel to it. So when it was announced, I was shocked. Um, and so I'm just, I, I I know almost nothing about it. So going in, I'm just thrilled to just see like, all right, what are we doing? How do we follow this up? Mm-hmm.
0: Dope. <laughs> I still haven't even finished the DLC for Spider-Man. Oh my
1: God. You, what do you do? What I'm, do you I'm, do during the I'm day? Like, I'm like
0: halfway <laughs> through the last one um i just still haven't done it uh those are good stuff because, i like the black cat stuff yeah i was in the i was in the middle of doing of playing that a year after <laughs> the game came out and then fallen order came out and i played fallen order and i jumped to fallen order and after that i don't know i don't think i played anything after that oh no well i've got i've got all my switch games of course and so i'm I'm playing uh, Links awakening and i was playing some animal crossing and i'm always playing fucking mario kart
1: mario kart is <laughs> mario kart is so good and i i truly think that that and mario party whatever mario party is on the switch are like the mm. perfect games like mario party oh, yeah. i oh, didn't yeah. know how much i loved mario party until i started playing it with my family and my fiance's family like if you have a group of people and you can play mario party on the switch there is not a fucking oh and like maybe a little bit of alcohol there is not a better way to spend your time it is fucking fantastic because
0: no, everybody's everybody's going to have a good time and mario kart's perfect because especially if you kind of fuck around with yeah. some of the settings maybe yeah. it don't matter how good yeah, or bad yeah, yeah. you are you could win or lose that shit yeah. doesn't matter doesn't matter how good you are at making a kart doesn't matter how good you are at drifting or whatever the fuck there's some skill but there's a lot of items. luck put on frantic items and just have a fucking ball yep and uh and just see who wins because that's it Cause you could be in first it'd be fine you get yourself blue shelled next thing you know it's an eighth place taker for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> sucks we recommend mario you- <laughs> games <laughs> <laughs> super cool hot take yeah watch out it's so hot mario's good
1: uh, who do you main in Mario Kart? Oh, I'm always Princess Peach because it's always funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you're n-
0: you're a go- you're a but boy. I, that's oh a cool my character. oh that's
1: very good. <laughs> that's hilarious! Oh my god.
0: And it's hilarious every time I pick Yoshi because I'm not a d- oh a my d- goodness I'm
1: a human. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. You're hardly even green. <laughs>
0: Actually, he plays Yellow Yoshi. Mm, Controversial. Yellow Yoshi. Yellow Yoshi Squad. Very good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I like music. I listen to a lot of music. We've talked about that. There's a Supple Boys playlist on Spotify. Supple Boy Jams. Check it out. Um, We're on Spotify now. That's dope. Uh, What else is on Spotify? I like the band Hippocampus quite a bit. Um, And earlier this year or late last year sometime in time uh recent time even they put out um two demo albums or i guess we should say like eps or collections of all their demos for uh, all their songs and um in a lot of instances, I think I like the demos more than the actual like finished versions of these songs because there's something about the demos that are, you know, they're demos. And so they, they're they a bit more stripped down. They're a bit more sort of like uh, you kind of have to MacGyver your, the sound out of it. You kind of get a couple of different things right. going instead of just a finalized, polished sort of sound that's like, oh, okay, so you've started off with this sort of idea, especially being familiar with the uh, original versions it's nice to kind of go back and um, hear where some of those ideas evolve from. And so even if you don't love the music, I think it's a fun exercise in general. If bands are providing demos um, to go and listen to those and then check out the final versions and see like how that all evolved and what is the producer's vision for those songs, because obviously that's where they kind of step in and is helping to kind of finalize the sound on those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's super cool, and, uh, all of the demos are, are bangers, because all of the Hippocampus songs are already super earworm-catchy sort of, um, I don't really know how to describe it, alternative sort of electropop, uh, sort of thing, um, and, uh, I dig it, I dig it a lot. Doubt, dude, Bambi, it's impossible not to vibe out to Bambi, uh, Ethan, I want you. Don't
1: I know it? I love that bit just... when Bambi's mom dies. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Bambi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next week, the Supple Boys are talking about Bambi, but only the sequence where the mom dies. I I have, I don't have a think neighbor I've ever seen all of Bambi. I have
1: a neighbor with a big like bear. It's like a it's like a it's not a statue. It's like a flat metal panel that is like a cutout in the shape of a bear that's in their front yard. And around like it wasn't even it was like right after the holidays they had like those kind of like light up uh, like kind of wired frame reindeer but they had them like Mm -hmm. they look like just deer and they're just laying at the foot of the bear like and i was just like oh god they just like made a scene of the 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 mom scene from baby what the fuck like and it's just it was really dark looking i was i was concerned uh about what's going oh, on good. next door
0: i would love to eventually do an episode on like I, I think everybody has to have that one Disney movie that's not one of like the super big mainstream ones that they had
1: in their childhood. Mm-hmm. Would you say you have one of those? Sky High? Does that count? Fuck
0: no. Everybody loves Sky no, High. No,
1: Sky High... People sleep on Sky High, man. What? Yeah.
0: No way. Yeah. Absolutely not. That bit at the very beginning, Kurt Russell's teaching his kid to fucking lift weights and the little nerd-ass boys pretend like, Oh, fuck yeah, I got it. And Chris, Kurt Russell's like yeah yeah good good job son like low weight high reps really really dig it and then he like takes the weight and he like tosses it at his kid <laughs> and his kid just
1: gets fucked by it where did that guy go <laughs> that guy was in everything for like a minute and then he was now he's not he was in I forbidden did you ever see forbidden kingdom he was in that where he's like in this weird like martial arts fantasy world and he's kind of caught between jackie chan and jet lee so it was like this cool, like kind of like martial arts all star kind of movie with him in the middle of it, this fucking pasty white dude. And it was like I remember mm-hmm. liking it as a kid, but like it's weird that that exists, and it's weird that he's just gone now. Hero. Sidekick. <laughs> oh, that's Bruce Campbell. I forgot. Yeah, sidekick. It it mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I recommend Sky High.
0: Great movie. Hey, that's the Supple Boys. Uh, all the supple stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Supple Boys. My name is Griffin. Follow me at Griff Sheridan. Uh, follow Ethan at Tales to Astonish. And hey, we are podcast producers. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking sick. We have a podcast network. That's mm-hmm. cool. We're, this is one of three shows we make that you could be listening to. The other two, of course, are Stegman and His Amazing Friends, hosted by Mr. Ryan Stegman. Uh, and Devil's Advocates book club hosted by Donny Cates and his wonderful wife Megan Hutchinson, and those are both weekly as well. Uh, so check them out. Um, follow us at Stagman Show right now, uh, and I think that's it. Devil's Email Advocates book club has Supple been Boys. on a couple of
1: week break. The book club has, but it should be back this Monday. So
0: sickness. Uh, yeah, if the feeds are at all looking a little <laughs> a little empty or uh, if we miss a couple of weeks here and there right now, we're in the midst of, I mean, not only did we just go, like, the other, <laughs> this show and uh, book club just started pretty much out of nowhere. We went from yeah. doing Stegman to doing these three shows yeah. weekly very, very fast, and we both had gone back to work. Yep. Pretty much just a couple of weeks right before that all happened, and we're both pretty much working full time, yep. uh, and so it's busy. But and also you know, Donny maybe... Case is a
1: busy man. Sometimes getting him to do book club <laughs> it, it doesn't work out, but you know we get we get it, we get it weekly as much as we can. Absolutely,
0: um, and maybe Ryan Stegman's show is a year old and coming up uh, pretty fast awesome. on episode. 50 uh and maybe we want to do some cool things around the release of that maybe. episode and I really hope that uh once we hit that and get some of those things up and running we can just be a full functioning polished weekly thing but that's a lot to ask right now I think <laughs> um, uh hey review us on apple podcasts a couple of you guys already have oh, and they've yes. been fucking awesome mm-hmm. and when we do our first mailbag type episode um we'll read those off and it'll be super super great um we have cuts of the spider-man movies ethan did a spider-man 3 cut i have an amazing spider-man 1 and 2 super film cut i don't know just toss that That's out there pretty good i love that people people want to watch those there's it's a few people who have asked
1: me for the link that i haven't gotten into them yet i apologize and i will Come on. Oh, I know. Fuck. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't even want to do this show anymore because you failed. Th- you have failed this podcast. It's pretty dun, good. Dun, dun. And then I sh- shoot like a. I don't know. Boxing glove arrow at your head. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we close the show. That show was good for a couple of years. <laughs> I.
1: Listen. We'll do an episode on it. <laughs> we'll do an episode. There's an, on episode, it. We'll the, an episode. Everything is it. content.
0: Yeah, everything has to be content. We had a pretty good discussion about Infinity War and Fantastic Four right before we, just burned we recorded it. this, man. Yeah. We should have just recorded that and made it an episode. We can't do anything podcasts. that's not a podcast. <laughs> hey, I think we should get a Patreon, and I also think we should get merch maybe i ordered a prototype of some merch maybe i'm working we had a patreon and we fucked it up
1: (laughs) we fucked it into the ground we
0: gotta we gotta not make a patreon that involves us making a whole nother podcast because clearly we are making a as many podcasts as we can right now (laughs) yeah uh that said if there are any other comics creators that would love to have their own show mm. and be a part of the amazing friends uh, podcast network please email us at sheridan and at gmail.com yep. and we will get back to you immediately
1: <laughs> with a podcast and you won't even have to do anything you'll just have the first episode of your very own podcast in your inbox <laughs> yeah. Fuck
0: yeah. Alright, like what you like, everybody, and don't be a dick. Thank you. That's the end of the episode.
1: That was fun. Oh, we've left the (laughs) pre-show. We're now in the show. We are now in full
0: show mode. And this is even, like, this is, like, side show mode.
1: Mm-hmm. Not even full show. <laughs> okay. Uh, people who aren't podcasters don't know about the pre-show, the side show, and the post-show. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the show. The show, which is...
0: <laughs> which which is what most people are from. Sometimes you could take or leave the show. Podcast.